starting out this business in Wisconsin, like I said, nobody knew what hemp was. Nobody knew what cannabis was. I'll never forget my first farmer's market I ever worked. I had someone come up to me and tell me that this was the gateway to heroin. They looked at me and they go, you should not be here. This is the gateway to heroin. Mm. And I just like, I had to laugh. I had to laugh at him. And I just said, why don't you come in here and talk to me for five minutes and let me teach you something. And so it was a lot of education starting here. And so I would even bring full plants to the farmer's market. I would cut limbs off and I would bring it there to show people Mm. and like to give them a real hands-on experience because um, I mean, these are people in my community. I want them to know that, you know, this brand that you're going to see in all these stores, like this isn't just something that's going to get you stoned. This is something that's going to get you healthy. and welcome back to You Need a Counselor podcast. My name is Julie Johnson. I am the president and founder of Heart and Solutions. We are a strength-based counseling agency here in Iowa. We are providing outpatient mental health services, in-school mental health services, and telehealth and computer mental health services right now. I'm Krista. I am the vice president at Heart and Solutions. I am in charge of our behavioral health department where we go in home and work with kids ages four to 18 on different behavioral skills and goals that they want to work on. And this is our podcast, You Need a Counselor. So we are designed for people curious about counseling, but who have barriers keeping them from experiencing the benefits of counseling. Our mission is to share stories about counseling, good, bad, and indifferent, and spread the message that everyone can benefit from mental health and behavioral health counseling services. Yeah, so we post on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Central. So we encourage you to batch up your laundry throughout the week. Save all that clean laundry in a giant pile. We put that giant (laughs) pile in our closet on the closet floor, to be honest. And then it's just ready to go on Sunday night. On Sunday night, we put it all away. We make all the outfits. We hang them up, pants and shirt, everything, right? So that throughout the week, we don't have to think about what we're going to wear. We don't have to think about where our clean clothes are. Everything is put away. Um, So we encourage you to listen with us on Sunday nights to the episode, use that time as a family, put away the laundry. That also gives you the entire week to get on the phone, get scheduled with a counselor or get on the phone with your own counselor and get scheduled for that week. Okay, so we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, We've got Kayla O'Leary here with us today. Hey, Kayla. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> yeah, so Kayla is a um, has a very interesting story. Um, so Kayla was an undergrad in psychology and communications um, and was actually pursuing her master's in counseling when she came across a different way to help people with their mental health and with their physical health. Um, so Kayla is the founder of Bud's Butter um, out of originally out of Colorado. Um, and so Kayla is a family owned small batch manufacturer. Uh, they are now in Wisconsin of hemp derived CBD infused products. And oh my goodness, I am a beginner <laughs> to CBD <laughs> infused <laughs> products. Um, I think it's so cool that you guys really tend, or it seems like you really take a focus with this company on health, on education, on promoting mm-hmm. the benefits of just like we promote the benefits of counseling, you guys really help people to understand what those health and mental health benefits 
of CBD oil and CBD products are. Yeah. Can you just tell us what, first of all, what is CBD? What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) So CBD stands for cannabidiol. And that is a cannabinoid that is found in the hemp plant and in the marijuana plant. So it's found just in cannabis. Okay. Um, and it's um, mainly used for helping people with anxiety, helping, um, you know, for just having someone being able to relax um, for physical things. It's mainly for pain, inflammation. Um, it's been used as kind of a natural alternative to any uh, opioids and over-the-counter drugs that people would take. And you made a distinction between hemp and marijuana. You said it's, yes. it's in hemp and it's in marijuana. And you primarily focus on hemp out there in Wisconsin. Is that right? Yep. Yep. At this time, um, in 2018, the Farm Bill passed and that allowed, um, I mean, nationally for production and manufacturing of hemp derived products. Um, so at this time in Wisconsin, um, medicinal marijuana is not legal and recreational is not legal. So that's why we are starting um, with the hemp side of things. And actually, when we did initially start this business, we were marijuana focused because we were out in Denver. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just very competitive out there. And um, we kind of saw, even though it's regulated, there's, you know, there's a dark side to it all mm. um, as well. So we kind of were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And in the meantime, we met a hemp farmer who taught us about hemp, what hemp was. And I always thought hemp was used a long time ago for like rope and textiles yeah. and things of that yeah. nature. Yeah. I knew nothing of medicinal. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, and so we went to a hemp field and we saw that it grows and it looks just like marijuana. It smells just like marijuana but the chemical makeup is completely different. So hmm. in hemp, it's grown primarily for CBD. So the CBD is very high and there is a level of THC. So titrocannabinol, which is in a lower percentage where in marijuana, it's the opposite. The THC is grown in higher levels and the CBD is grown in lower levels. Oh. So it's kind of like they're cousins to each other. Uh-huh. And so in, in the products that that your company makes, you're primarily using the CBD. So, and that comes Mm -hmm. in in the marijuana plant and in the hemp plant, and there's more of it in the hemp plant. Yes. Yes. Um, even though I definitely think the combination of both, um, are where people see the most like the most positive results. So whether you're using a CBD product, um, that it's called full spectrum. Um, so it'll have, um, a high percent of CBD, and legally, um, and it's kind of across the nation, it has to test under 0.3% THC. Um, so we get third-party test labs done on all of our products on every batch of, um, whether it's a tincture or an oil, um, olive oil, anything like that, that we make um, to make sure that those THC levels are below the legal limit. Whereas then in states that are legal for medicinal marijuana or um, recreational marijuana, you can um, buy marijuana products or buy marijuana flour that can have um, different ratios of THC and CBD. So it can have, you know, 70% will be THC, 30% CBD, um, and kind of some different ratios there. And when it comes to, you know, anxiety or, um, I mean, anxiety, I think in general, um, it's really important to kind of look at finding a balance between using both CBD and THC. 
because sometimes too much or too less of one or the other can kind of cause a different experience for people. Okay. And so you talked about the, uh, some of the benefits, the mental health benefits and the physical benefits of using these products. Can you tell us more specifically? I mean, what can somebody uh, use these products to, to help them with? Yep. Um, so I would say the number one reason why people use it is um, mainly for an older generation for arthritis and inflammation. It has um, really great healing properties in that nature, mainly because our bodies have a system called the endocannabinoid system. And this system promotes and develops like healing of neurotransmitters that are worn down from inflammation, stress, things of that nature. And the um, goal of this system is to help to keep your body at homeostasis. To, so to keep you even keel. And when your body's worn down, whether, you know, it's from, an environment, a stressful environment, or it's from, you know, a physical part of your job that you have to do, you know, your body's not at a good level. And so the purpose of hemp and CBD and THC, these are cannabinoids that have receptors that fit into this system. And it kind of brings your levels back up to normal. So for example, if you are afraid of public speaking, you know, your heart rate is you know, kind of going a lot faster. Yeah. Um, when you take CBD, there's actually a CB1 and CB2 receptors there are going to be fueled by actually taking CBD and can kind of help slow your heart rate down. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So you could take it yeah. for a specific anxiety, a specific yep. phobia or situation that causes you anxiety. Um, yep. What about, what about longer term? Do people use it for kind of long-term um, general anxiety? I want to say, yes, they use it for long-term, but it is more for short-term mm-hmm. things. So for example, like when people smoke marijuana or they smoke hemp, that is like the most fast, immediate way that you can feel relief. So if someone has an onset panic attack, you don't really know when it's coming, but when it hits, it's very intense. Mm -hmm. If someone is to smoke marijuana or smoke um, a hemp pre-roll, that will immediately help calm them down. Whereas if you take something like a tincture, like the CBD oil, that is something that can help ease your anxiety kind of throughout the day. You know, if you are going to have a panic attack, it might not be as intense as it would be if you hadn't taken that oil. But I would always say for something like in that situation, especially with anxiety, a lot of the times um, something more immediate, especially if it's a more severe situation that seems to work the best for people. And so for CBT, for CBD infused products, people don't need a doctor's prescription then Mm -mm. they can buy these direct from you or how yep. does that work? Um, yeah. So from us, we have a website um, where we ship right to people's door. We also work through wholesalers. So um, in Wisconsin, there's a festival foods. Um, that's a grocery chain here. We're in festival foods um, and in other hemp and um, holistic wellness shops. Mm. Um, I mean, I know you kind of see CBD everywhere right now. It's in gas stations. It's literally mm-hmm. it's in every place that you go. Uh-huh. Um, but Yeah, just the number one thing I just always encourage people when you're looking for CBD products is to always check out the manufacturer, make sure their products are third party tested. Mm. Um, Whenever you will look onto a product, you'll see a little QR code that people can scan with their phone and that will take you right to the lab reports that can like show you the levels of CBD and THC. And 
that's something that's not lawfully required. That's more of an industry standard that has come about. So companies who are really trying to, you know, do this for the right reasons and not make a quick buck and show that they have quality products are able to prove it that way. Kayla, that's so interesting. I never would have known yeah, that in a million years. How cool is that? So it's a yeah. way to kind of quality test when you see, because any company anywhere can make a pretty bottle, right? For lotion, exactly. right? But mm-hmm. these, these things that you're doing where you are having that third party come in, do a test that is not, you know, done by yourself. Like, oh, we say it's this. (laughs) You're saying you're able to show that. And you, and if I scan that code on the product, Mm -hmm. I can see. So if I scan the code on a Bud's Butter bottle, (laughs) that's a mouthful, Bud's Butter (laughs) bottle, then then I can see the results uh, from that third-party company. That's amazing. That's so helpful because I think that there is, um, some there's concern, right. About any, uh, Mm -hmm. type of, uh, anything that kind of impacts our, our physical health or our mental health, right. Anything that's considered like a substance, even like vitamin D vitamin B, you know, like fish oil, stuff like that. Anything that we're ingesting into our body, we want to make sure that it's quality. Right. And, uh, and you know, I'm always on the, (laughs) or it took me a long time to find like the vitamin D supplements, right. That I take now, because there are so many products that are like, oh, this is vitamin D, but it, it's not, um, yeah. right? Or it's not good quality. Um, and so that does make such a difference, doesn't it, in terms of the outcomes that you're going to get from that product, um, if it is a, a quality product. And you guys do small batch manufacturing too, as opposed to those larger batch. Can you tell us how that impacts the outcomes that somebody might experience with your products? So you're going to know that you're getting like, the freshest, I guess, like a fresh, a fresh quality product. Um, it's not something that was made in a large batch and then sat on a shelf for a long time. So then by the time you get it, it's like, yes, the expiration date might read this, but really, you know, it may be six months, eight months shorter than what it should be. So that's something that we pride on is, you know, just making sure we make batches and for what we need right now, we never want anything really sitting on our shelves in our shop. We want to make sure as soon as it's made, it's out the door. Absolutely. Because with a natural product like that, it, it can, you know, mm-hmm. turn, you don't want it to just sit. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's wonderful. So because you come from a psychology background, this gives you such an interesting perspective, I think, on um, the use of CBD products for our mental health. Uh, can you mm-hmm. share a little bit more about, you know, coming at it from that perspective, what that's been like for you? Um, It's been very interesting considering in school, everything I was taught was just very traditional. And I mean, you learn about SSRIs and you learn about different antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications, and you learn nothing about the holistic side of things. Mm. Being a a nature focused um, person by nature, Mm. I was just, when I was given this opportunity to learn about hemp, I was so on board and learning how you know, this is a plant that is really grown in the ground. This is something that is not chemically made in a lab. And when you receive a product, it's pretty much in its purest form. I mean, it might be mixed with olive oil, MCT oil, coconut oil, but like those are all natural oils too. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I could find something that was, could help people with their anxiety, help people with mental health and just overall well-being, And it's something that was plant-based. I was 
so on board and ready to dedicate my life. Like I dropped out of, like I was going to go to school to get my master's. I was like, you know, maybe this isn't for me right now. Maybe I start this business and learn a little bit more and then maybe pursue that later on. Cause now I've kind of shift my, my focus of how I view mental health. So seeing how that might change over the next couple of years. I mean, I've been doing this for three and a half, four years now and seeing how my view on the whole topic has changed in just that amount of time um, has been quite incredible. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens as I keep adventuring into this. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to me how, how easily uh, I think not, it's not easy for everybody, but, but sometimes in some cases, how easily people will get a prescription from a doctor and just take that Mm -hmm. prescription. And I I mean, not then twice, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, a doctor saw me for this prescribed this little pill for me. And, and I'm going to take that pill as directed. And I'm, you know, of course I'm not saying don't listen to your doctor. Yes. Listen to your doctor. If they prescribe something for you, absolutely do it. But then I think when it comes to the more natural remedies for things, the more plant-based, um, remedies that aren't so processed or packaged, um, Mm -hmm. then it becomes, people get suspicious. I think, um, like, wait a minute, are you saying that like chamomile tea, can be, you know, helpful for this or that, or green tea can, can help me. Like that sounds like nonsense, but this, this powder formed into a pill that was created in some lab somewhere. Right. It's like, it's like, well, that's totally safe. Cause my doctor says to take that. Right. And, (laughs) and you look at the side effects, um, of so many of those, you know, chemically enhanced or chemically created medications. Um, my Mm -hmm. husband was in the ER about a month ago, uh, for withdrawal symptoms from, um, ended up being withdrawal symptoms from Ambien that he ended up, and Mm -hmm. he was only taking it for like six days. And he had such a strong reaction um, to it that he ended up having all of these side effects from that, right? So there are, we have all of these side effects from these chemically (laughs) produced uh, medications. Mm -hmm. And it make it reminds me too, of the food industry, right? So people are like, suspicious of artichokes because like, what is that food that you're eating? Right. But then, (laughs) but then, you know, at the same time, we'll eat a Twinkie because that looks like cake. Right. But it's not cake. (laughs) That is not cake. cake. Um, but it looks like cake, right. And it comes in a package and therefore it's safe and it's sterile. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's not doing anything for our body. It's giving us these side effects. Um, at the same time. And so, uh, I I've seen, you know, with food in the food industry, having more of a shift towards like natural plant-based, uh, foods and yeah. uh, that way of eating. And I, I hope that the, uh, medical industry will follow suit a little bit, right? Yeah. There's not as much money in green tea, as there is in yes. pharmaceuticals, right? <laughs> if you can, if you can create a drug that does anything, you can put a name on it, you can trademark that name, and you can sell that recipe. And that's mm-hmm. really where the money is in the medical field, in the medication field. Um, there's not so much money in saying, "Hey, you can uh, grow this plant, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and eat this plant, or drink this plant, and uh, and it will help you, right?" Exactly. Um, and I also just, just with the, I don't know, I feel 
like the pharmaceutical industry, it truly controls everything. So the fact that even CBD has come to be a thing and they pass the farm bill, like round of applause. I mean, this is, this was 15 years too late. Like this should be, you know, 50 years too late. This should have been done a long time ago, but I have to say that I am happy that it is slowly starting to come. Um, but it's just like, this is nothing new. I mean, I've read so many different things about how marijuana was used, like back in like 5,000 BC and like people, like I've read about how over in Greece, when they had war horses, they would literally take the leaves of cannabis. So they would have cannabis plants, marijuana plants. They would take the leaves and there's these little things on there called trichomes. And they're like the little crystals that you sometimes you see on the buds. And they would actually take that and rub it on the wounds of these horses to help decrease that inflammation and the swelling that was happening mm. from however the horse got injured. And then I, yeah. yeah. And just how in Chinese medicine, how they would take you know, cannabis and they would boil it down and put it into some kind of a tea and use it for like antioxidant purposes back in the time. And so it's just really sad how then the war on drugs came and like Richard Nixon literally put the hammer on the coffin to like a very nature-based plant because it was seen as a gateway drug, even though, you know, in some cases and some studies, what they're trying to do right now is even show how CBD and cannabis can help get people off opioids and stop, you know, kind of be an exit drug, not a gateway drug. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just really hope that things continue to push forward. I hope they move faster than, you know, they are right now, but obviously this whole last year was everything that was in the works was kind of put on hold and everything with vaccinations and coronavirus kind of took the lead. So I'm hoping that as things kind of level out, things in our industry can kind of get back to speed. I mean, in which they have just within this last year. I mean, I think there's been like maybe six or seven other states that have um, legalized marijuana, even for medicinal or recreational use. So big steps are coming. Yeah. I mean, you think about the different substances that we put in our bodies on a daily basis, right? So caffeine, um, it's, mm-hmm. caffeine serves a, a very useful purpose to me. Um, I, I yes. enjoy putting that substance in yes. my body. Um, right. But, but it's, it's exactly that it's a, it's a substance that impacts the way that my body functions and feels and the way that I experience my world. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and the thing is that like coffee beans are grown in the ground, right? They're natural. Yeah. And and the thing is that I think that people think about different drugs, right? So they think about maybe like cocaine, or they think about um, methamphetamine, mm-hmm. they think about heroin, right? And they go, okay, well, that well, then drugs are deadly, right? It kind of gets yep. in with that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, sugar and cocaine are extremely similar. Yes. Um, and everybody, <laughs> yes, everybody loves a donut, right? Um, but when you think about the process of sugar and the way that sugar impacts our brains, uh, the way that sugar impacts our body and the fact that, uh, heart disease is the number one killer in this country, um, followed Mm -hmm. by in the, in the top 10, right. What are there uh, six of them are preventative because of, uh, obesity related diseases, right. In terms of the top 10 killers in the United States, but sugar is everywhere. Um, yep. and the, the benefit of sugar, um, really it doesn't 
necessarily benefit us health-wise at all. Um, and when you think about something like hemp or marijuana or CBD, where there are, it is medically proven, there are studies that show um, that mm -hmm. these are helpful substances for um, for things like anxiety, for situations like uh, you were talking about chronic pain, um, mm -hmm. and where where people are able to say, yes, I've I've found benefit in these products, um, and they're not killing people the way that yes. sugar is. Sugar. Yes. I'm sorry. That's, I know it's not about that, but sugar is killing so many mm -hmm. people in this country. We all know somebody who has, is chronically ill because of an obesity related or preventable uh, mm -hmm. disease or has died because of it, died too soon yeah. because of it. Um, and so I, I do think it's just so interesting how marijuana has been and, and hemp have been kind of locked in with these other <laughs> drugs as, Hey, mm -hmm. this is, this is a, a bad, dangerous drug. Whereas, uh, caffeine and sugar, <laughs> like just rule yep. this country. They yeah. just, mm -hmm. they're everywhere and they, they rule it. The same yeah. with alcohol. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, especially cause we're from Wisconsin. We're in a drinking state. It's everywhere you go. And just how, if someone is to consume over 30 drinks, they could die. Like people die. And yeah. how, I mean, uh, to this date, as far as I know, all the research I've done, no one has died from marijuana. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, people have overdosed on marijuana and, you know, maybe come nauseous, become sick, mm -hmm. that type of thing may need to seek medical attention, but no one has actually died mm -hmm. um, from using too much marijuana. And I think that fact in itself needs to be discussed and not be ignored yeah. and how, you know, alcohol is so glamorized and it's glamorized on TV and how marijuana just gets such a bad stigma and that people are just donors and they sit on the couch and they just eat snacks. Mm. I mean, I know many people who use cannabis who are functioning adults who go to work, like who live, live their normal lives. They're not just sitting on the couch all day, wasting their life away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the dangerous so. part about sitting on the couch and eating snacks is the snacks, sugar, the <laughs> sugar, yes. the sugar, the sugar and the salt and the fat. Like that's what the day, like when we think about, well, if you, if you, this idea that, okay, if you use these products, you're going to be on the couch in your parents' basement, uh, eating snacks all day and, and playing video games. Even if that is true, the dangerous part of that situation is the snacks. <laughs> yes. Not, the yes. snacks will kill you sooner than the, than the CBD will, um, or mm -hmm. than the THC will. Um, and so I just, I always, I, I think that that's interesting too, that stoner stereotype. Um, I because know. when you think about the stoner stereotype and you think about, well, what's wrong with that? And I think that what it is, is that our culture is very focused on productivity. Uh, our mm -hmm. culture is very focused on, you know, achievement and yep. on money and material goods, right? And if you're sitting mm -hmm. in the basement quietly, minding your own business, eating snacks, then you are not uh, yeah, working yeah. 80 hours a week to burn yourself out and give yourself a heart attack. And why aren't you doing that? Yep. And, uh, <laughs> right? and, so, and so I think that the, the reason that when, when we think about that typical stoner uh, stereotype, the reason that people think, well, that's mm -hmm. a negative thing is because of those pressures that I think our society puts on people mm -hmm. to go achieve, 
work a million hours, right, a week and get all the stuff <laughs> you yep. can get, right? Why aren't you, if you're on the couch, you're not at the mall buying stuff. Like that's, yeah, do that, right? So I think that that's where that really comes from and the dangerous part of, yeah, well, if you, if you do that, you're going to be obese and have all these health-related diseases. That's because of the snacks. <laughs> that's not because <laughs> of the substance, right? So I, I just... I think that's such an interesting stereotype to, to kind of pull apart and see kind of what, why we think that that's such a negative thing. Because if I compare, if I put a side by side and I think about a monk in a monastery sitting Mm -hmm. on the floor, not talking to anybody, meditating all day long, right. People would say, well, that's a healthy person. Well, that's a person who, you know, is in touch with themselves and is a self-actualized mm-hmm. and is in touch with spiritual things and isn't materialistic, right? And uh, and d- does what they need to do and is fulfilled. But the only, the difference is that they're, <laughs> they're sitting in a monastery versus sitting on their couch. Their right? couch, yep. Right, so I, I just think it's an interesting stereotype to kind of pick apart and go, why, why do we think that way? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know, from all the movies and like, dude, where's my car? And then yeah. he just falls out of the car and like just loses his car. Like, I think, yeah, it's just from our culture. But mm-hmm. like I'm saying, I hope as more regulation comes and people see like, this is, this is normal. This is something that our bodies have an entire system that's made to, to have. Mm hopefully then it'll start to change. Cause just starting out this business in Wisconsin, like I said, nobody knew what hemp was. Nobody knew what cannabis was. I'll never forget my first farmer's market I ever worked. I had someone come up to me and tell me that this was the gateway to heroin. They looked at me and they go, you should not be here. This is the gateway to heroin. Mm. And I just like, I had to laugh. I had to laugh at him. And I just said, why don't you come in here and talk to me for five minutes and let me teach you something. And so it was a lot of education starting here. Um, and just, you know, we grew um, that summer, we, we've grown hemp um, for two years now. And so I would even bring full plants to the farmer's market, I would cut limbs off and I would bring it there to show people mm. and like to give them a real hands on experience. Because um, I mean, these are people in my community, I want them to know that, you know, this brand that you're going to see in all these stores, like this isn't just something that's going to get you stoned. This is something that's going to get you healthy. And especially with an older generation, sometimes it's, um, they just look at it as, well, you know, I was a part of the war on drugs, I was alive for that. And so I really don't approve of this, or I want nothing to do with this. You know, the majority of my experience so far here has just been a lot of education focused and just trying to shift that view of what cannabis is for people. Absolutely. It's kind, I mean, it's this kind of straw man argument, the, the gateway drug situation, because if we think about it critically, right. If, if my problem with CBD infused products or, or with THC in general or CBD in general is that it leads to other drugs that are dangerous, then my problem really is with those other drugs that are dangerous. Yeah. Yes. Um, so like I've, I've got an issue with heroin. I don't approve of heroin that. Okay. That like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, yep. But you know, my, my problem then is actually not with this. I think that that idea was kind of uh, put in our minds. And so then we go, okay, well, when I hear about marijuana, it triggers the bad feelings that I have about 
heroin uh-huh. or about meth or about any of those other drugs um, that are dangerous. People people are dying from those, uh-huh. right? And so, yes, we, we see that. But at the same time, like my daughter one time um, fell outside, like there's this pile of, uh, when I say pile of bricks, it doesn't sound as nice as it is. <laughs> You're not going to picture what, what actually it is. Okay. But there's like these, these bricks outside. Okay. And my daughter, one time when she was like two fell down, like near them, right? Like she wasn't even on top of them, but she was near them. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, whenever she is near them, she's like, I fell down here. Right. Like she doesn't have Triggered. a problem. Yes. She doesn't actually yep. have a problem with the bricks themselves or with that area of the yard. She has a problem with the fact that she fell down and she got hurt that time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that the the connection has been made in so many people's minds. Um, and what you're doing is really going out there and saying, I, I get that this connection is here, but like, let's re- like, let's look at the science. Um, let's look mm-hmm. at the actual studies that are happening. Let's look at the bricks. It was, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That is a really great analogy. Like I will use that in the future. I love that. Yeah. yeah, You know, and the thing is that it's even as she's gotten older and she understands, okay, the bricks did not hurt me. Right. Mm -hmm. The fall hurt me. Yep. It's still, it's still there right in her mind. And so she has to consciously say, it's okay. The bricks will not hurt me. Yes. And that's what you're consciously doing for people is putting a face on this, putting, putting literature to this and putting actual Mm -hmm. studies to this that can kind of combat um, those associations that a lot of us have made in our minds. Um, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I really, really like that. I think that, um, so tell me a little bit about um, how CBD helped you like personally. I know that you had, you Mm -hmm. had gone to see a counselor, you were in this counseling field. What kinds of things were you personally struggling with that CBD helped you with in your life? So when I was a junior in college, my mom got diagnosed with cancer. And, um, it was actually during my senior year then that I moved home, um, to be with her because she ended up having cancer. Um, I think it was at four different times and then it had metastasized in her body. But during that time I moved home, um, to kind of care for her while I was working. And then I was driving to school two days a week so I could finish up my last semester. And, so my fiance, Levi, he was out in Colorado and he was just getting started with Bud's Butter. You know, I had been out there. We had kind of, I've learned about hemp a little bit, but I still wasn't like fully educated because I had so much else going on in my world. And he had sent me some CBD and he goes, Kayla, I really think your mom should try this uh, because, you know, she was doing chemo. So she was having all the side effects of chemo. And then she was taking this medication to help with nausea, which then made her so fatigued. And it was just, Mm. she was on so many medications. And so I had a conversation with her doctor about it and she was on board for having, um, her introduce CBD into her like supplement routine. And through doing that, she was able to kind of decrease some of the medications that she was on some of her pain medications at the time. Mm. And that's when it first like hit me like, Oh my gosh, like this is really, this is really working. 
-hmm. And then I was like, well, what Levi had told me that, you know, it can help people with anxiety. So I was like, well, I am very anxious right now because I am number one caretaker trying to go to school, trying to work. Um, And so that's when I started exploring CBD because I would always wake up in the middle of the night because I had so much on my mind and I wasn't able to fall back asleep. And so I would take a tincture. Um, I would take probably about 25 milligrams of CBD a night. And within 40 minutes, I was back sound asleep and I wouldn't wake up until the morning. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, oh my gosh, it's even helping me. Like it's helping her. It's helping me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the dream cure, Um, (laughs) which everyone thinks at first. But um, of course it was, you know, just with introducing that into my routine and then seeing a counselor during um, you know, my mom's remission and during her battle with cancer. So through doing both having therapy and having, um, CBD kind of there to help me with my anxiety mm-hmm. is truly what got me through, um, the entire experience. And wow. so my mom has passed away, but she, mm-hmm. you know, her dream is to also share the message that like cannabis did help her. It helped mm-hmm. her tremendously. Um, and so she just says for anyone struggling out there, like, please just give it a shot because, you know, it's an, it's a natural thing. And, you know, what do you have to lose? Yeah. That's how she's at that point. She's like, what do I have to lose? I'm literally in the worst situation. Like if I try cannabis, even though I'm like kind of nervous about it, you know, what, what's it going to do? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So she tried it then and had a very wonderful experience. And then she was like, I need to keep doing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I mean, gosh, at that point you're putting chemo in your body. Chemo is poison, right? Like you're putting literal poison in your body to poison the things that, right. And so, so then, Mm -hmm. you know, at that point, like you said, this is something natural. This is a plant. A plant seems not so scary. Right. And, and I, wow, what a great testimony, you know, what was your mom's name? Mm -hmm. Lynn. Lynn. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, for, for your mom, Lynn, to be able to be undergoing chemo, undergoing all of these medications Mm -hmm. and suffering through the side of, sometimes those side effects are worse than than the thing that they are treating. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, and so to be able for her to take this, uh, this treatment and then be able to stop some of those medications and get rid of some of the side effects from those medications. Um, that's just, that's incredible. Um, exactly. being able to, to really share her message, um, Mm -hmm. through, through your education and, and not only be able to help other people to understand, um, this, this product that can help them, but also to, to be able to, uh, just spread awareness of it so that those people can share with other people. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then I just have one more thing I want to share about that. Cause then it was like, it was meant to be that, um, the week actually after she had passed, we had met with, um, it was through a family friend of ours that, um, the woman, she was going under, she had a very rare form of breast cancer and she was looking to add cannabis like to her routine. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard for me to like meet with her after so soon of all this happening, but it truly like helped me get through it was because through working with her, um, and she ended up working with a company out of California, um, called Greenbridge medical. She took it a step further than my mom did and actually has a whole part of her treatment that is cannabis based. 
So she does, she had done chemotherapy and now not only was she doing tinctures, but she was actually eating raw buds, um, from hemp and from marijuana. Yes. Um, so, um, she would actually get the flour, they would grind it up and put it in little pill capsules. And from having that raw plant material, it was helping shrink tumors. Wow. And so um, through that, through her doctors down at University of Chicago, they've started like doing some research on how this has helped her form of cancer and just cancer in general. Um, so that is something that, you know, it was an unfortunate situation, but how at the time I was at, and I had some experience with cannabis and cancer and how I was able to take, you know, what I had learned there to help this woman and then to help be on this journey with her to a whole nother level. Yeah. has been, yeah, it has been very eye-opening and, um, she's doing well now, um, which is great. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been so interesting how even the raw part of the plant like served a purpose instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, whether you smoke it or you take it in a tincture, because I guess if I break down just a little science part for you, the way that marijuana gets you high, for example. So when you have the raw bud, It's called THCA. That's actually like the scientific name that's there. And then let's say I grind it up, I put it into a joint and I smoke it. The second that heat is added to that raw bud, a carbon atom is burned off. So that THCA becomes THC. And that is actually what, you know, cause causes the high and causes, um, you know, the psychological effects of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were just to eat the bud all day long, you would not get high. You would probably get a bellyache <laughs> from all the, the fibers, but you would not have any like psychological aspects of it at all. Wow. So it's been interesting to see how both parts of the plant and different forms of using it have, have been beneficial for people. Absolutely. And CBD doesn't get you high. So when nope. you use that, and I think that's an important distinction to make, right? Yes. People do yeah. get concerned about, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. am I going to be, am I going to be able to make decisions? Am I going to be able to drive? Things like that. Um, can yes, you, you will be able bit? to do, yes, you'll be able to do all of that. So how we say in full spectrum products, there's under 0.3% THC, but that percentage is so small that if you're taking a recommended dose you will not feel any kind of a buzz or anything like that. You will feel relaxed. I mean, I can tell you the most relaxed I had ever been was the first time I really had some CBD and I drank a glass of wine. I was like, oh my gosh, I was melting on the couch. I was like, this is really nice. Um, And so, yeah, CBD um, is the non-psychoactive cannabinoid that's found in cannabis. And that's the one that's primarily dominant in hemp. Um, in full spectrum, the, there are broad spectrum hemp products. So that has the THC removed. So it has CBD, um, other cannabinoids like CBN, CBG, CBC, and then, um, there are isolate products that are only CBD. And while, you know, those products are out there, I personally believe that isolate products are the least beneficial. I would definitely choose using a full spectrum product or a broad spectrum product. Um, especially if you're drug tested for your, your job or for other reasons, um, definitely go with a broad spectrum product, 
That's the other thing that we've navigated is um, having our products for sale. But then people are like, well, I have a drug test, but I really want to take mm. this. Like, or I'm in advanced pain management, but I really want to take this and I get drug tested. Like, how will that work? Yeah. And we've learned that there's different kinds of drug tests out there. There are drug tests that test specifically for THC and there are drug tests that test for cannabinoids as a whole. So it's kind of making sh- sure you know what kind of drug tests you take, because if you take a test that tests for cannabinoids as a whole, well, CBD is a cannabinoid. So you will test positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen as CBD has now, you know, become, like I said, on every street corner, it's everywhere. People are taking it that people are switching to having the THC test that they've mm-hmm. kind of have developed and gotten in. Um, having that test be more readily available because the other one just doesn't make sense anymore. Uh It was cheaper to manufacture and produce at the time. That's what I've learned through Uh my doctor. So Uh that's kind of why they went with that one. But now that um, CBD is, you know, kind of a customary thing that they um, transitioned that out. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't know that any of that. (laughs) No, me either. (laughs) We started, well, it was Levi's dad because he has a CDL license. So we're like, Doug, you're going to be like our guinea pig. And we're going to like try this out. And so he went in for, yeah, he went in for a test and he tested positive for cannabinoids. And we're like, let's look at the test. Like, what does it say? Like, did it say you tested positive for THC? And it just said cannabinoids as a whole. And then we asked, like he asked his doctor and that's when we learned how there's different kinds of drug tests. And then we're like, well, we need to start chatting with medical professionals and like talking with them and saying how, you know, can we transition to having only THC tests because CBD is a great alternative for people and we want people to be able to enjoy it, but Mm -hmm. not have to risk losing their job or losing, you know, any kind of other funding or anything that they have because they have CBD in their system. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When the THC is the, um, the part that we more, and that's when it's smoked, it gives more of that hallucinogenic effect. Um, yeah. that, that I think we tend to think about when we think about like the typical <laughs> that yep. like stereotyped, uh, marijuana user, right? So yes. it's, it's more like the THC effects and, and not the CBD. Effect mm-hmm. there, so, yep. yeah. Interesting. Okay. What is a tincture? <laughs> A tincture. Okay. So that is that a bunch of times and I don't know what that is. What is that? (laughs) I know. Okay. So that is CBD oil. A tincture is literally just like the more professional name, I guess, for the, the dropper. Okay. For the dropper. Trust me. I called it CBD oil and Levi was like, no, we have to call it a tincture. I'm like, I don't know what (laughs) you should see how people say tincture. I am here. I have heard people just say tea tree tinker. Like I have people do not know how to say it either. I'm from Massachusetts, so I would say a titcha. Yeah, a titcha. A titcha. A titcha. <laughs> oh, cool. but yeah. Then that's something that you would, so you would take that oil just as is with like a dropper and put. Yep. Um, every, in every bottle, there is a marking um, dropper on it that starts from like quarter of a milliliter to a full milliliter. And um, depending on what size bottle you have, one milliliter will be um, a weaker dose or a stronger dose, um, of CBD. So we have like three different potencies of bottles. So we have like a 500, a thousand and a 2,500. And then, um, per one milliliter, it'll be like eight and a half milligrams of CBD, 17 milligrams, 42 milligrams. So we kind of have like a low medium, um, 
extra strength um, kind of dose for people to try to make it easier to dose because that's a big thing when people are taking CBD they're like how much do I take am I going to take too much because like you said Mm -hmm. they're worried that they're going to get high or like something's going to happen right Um, and so for us we just give a general um, recommendation of starting between like 17 and 20, 22 milligrams of CBD. Um, cause the thing is everybody is different. People are taking it for different reasons. So the, yeah. you know, the dose that someone might needs for like mild anxiety versus someone who's has frequent panic attacks, like that dose may be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always say to start low and go slow and then kind of see how your body reacts to it. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of adjust from there. Yeah. But yeah. And one part I love about your, your story, I mean, it's so inspirational how this helped your mom, how it helped you. And what I love too, is that you worked with your doctor. This is not, you know, a, mm-hmm. a one or the other situation. Mm-hmm. This is a holistic situation. So I love that you worked with your doctor. Um, this, this woman that did the, um, the treatment where she was eating the buds, she was working with yes. her, her doctors to do this. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. just, that's amazing. And the fact that you also, for your anxiety, you were working with a counselor and you were doing this and, you know, all of yep. the research says that, that if you're doing medication counseling is, is that supplement with it to help, yes. um, for that, that is, to work. Yeah. Yes. That is key. Like, um, cannabis and CBD, it is not a cure-all. I do not promote that by any means, but mm-hmm. the fact that if you have that injunction with doing a therapy with doing, you know, just mind, body health and practicing mindfulness and, you know, breathing techniques, the fact if you have both in combination is, you know, where you'll see the best results. Yeah. And so cannabis mm-hmm. is your friend. It is not your enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. And it's, it's not a replacement for medical advice. It's to work with medical advice. It's to work Mm -hmm. with your counselor while you're doing it. It's an, and it's not an, or, um, so I, I love that. I think that's so, so helpful. My name is Kayla O'Leary and I need a counselor. Mm -hmm. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank thank you you. so much, Kayla, for being here on the show. This has been really interesting. Mm -hmm. I learned so much just from talking to you today. So thank you for everything that you're doing with education and and helping people through pain, through anxiety, through, through all of those things they're suffering through. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm so happy I was able to spread the message and just try to get some of the good information out there. Um, and just to tell people just to not be scared. And, you know, that's the thing with companies too. If you want to choose a good company, choose someone that you can ask these questions to, that you can actually talk to a person. Mm. Um, you're not just getting that automated email back. Like we have a phone line where like, get us on the phone. Like we want to talk to you because we want to help you. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that. So if somebody is interested in, uh, in just learning more, how do they get in touch with you or how do they get in touch with Bud's Butter? So on our website, we do have a contact page mm-hmm. um, where people can fill out an email form. And we also do have our phone number, our business phone um, available on there. So you can give us a call. Um, otherwise, we're also on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. So you can message us on there as well. Um, and we'll get back to you. Yeah. As soon as we can. Perfect. 
That sounds great. I think that does help. It, it takes a little bit of the, the worry out of ordering a product for the first time to be able to, to say what it is that you're looking to do and have somebody who knows um, kind of give a, a, a reference, right? For something, yes. or something or a referral for something. So yeah, that's wonderful. Okay. We will link all of your links there, um, but we thank you so much for being on the show. It's, it's been great talking to you. You too. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Kayla. So if you are in Iowa and you are interested in starting mental health counseling or behavioral health counseling, either in one of our seven office locations or over the phone or in your own house, uh, please give us a call at 800-531-4236. That's for Heart and Solutions. Heart and Solutions, like heart and soul. I said that to somebody the other day and they said, oh yeah, Heartland Solutions. And I said, no, heart and solutions. So like heart and soul, heart and solutions, 800-531-4236. Julie mentioned at the beginning of our episode, we post every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Central time. So save up that laundry. Don't fold it throughout the week. Keep it in your closet or wherever you keep your laundry. (laughs) And Sunday, you can fold that with your family while you listen to our newest episode. Where do you keep your clean laundry? Uh, in the dryer <laughs> until I fold <laughs> it. <laughs> a good place for it. It's a good place. Yeah. I need see. I need to move it out of the dryer because I need to put more. Oh. <laughs> I don't have a child yet, so I have laundry. <laughs> it doubles your laundry at least. Yeah. Doubles or triples it. One one <laughs> tiny child with tiny child clothes. <laughs> All right. So if you have questions for us or if you have questions for Kayla um, about CBD oil or if you have questions for us about starting counseling, please give us uh, a message on Facebook Messenger. You can send us one at You Need a Counselor Podcast or you can DM us on Instagram at You Need a Counselor Podcast. Uh, We'd love to have Kayla back on the show next year. Um, So we will go ahead and save up those questions for her for the next episode. Okay, so I'm Krista Brown. And I'm Julie Johnson. And we need a counselor. And so do you. Bye. Bye.